Welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast this week. We have reached episode number 29, so thank you so much for being here this week, everyone, and following us on social media over on our Facebook and sharing all of our recent posts that we have up there, and uh, of course, subscribing to our YouTube as well. We just posted a new video up to our YouTube, actually, that is one of our recent investigations, and we caught some interesting evidence on that one. Uh, we believe we caught a child spirit, so uh, you can go check that a recent video we just posted up on our YouTube and um, our other videos as well. But uh, don't forget, if you miss a live show here today, you can also listen to our podcast apps version later on. And we're on all the podcast apps that you can check out later on. So, But thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, this week, we do have a special guest with us that we're going to be talking to. Her name is Kirsten Hodgins, and she's a psychic medium out of Toronto. And she's going to be talking to us today about her journey through mediumship, what she's been doing, and how she develops her mediumship abilities. So let's bring on Kirsten. Hi, Christian. How are you? Hello, Trevor. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us on this lovely day. And uh, it's officially summer here in Canada, Ontario. So everybody's out and about. Things are opening up more and more. But thank you for taking your time and joining us here today. That's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, yes. So uh, first of all, you're a psychic medium. Um, tell us a little bit about your beginnings and how you got into uh, being a psychic medium. Oh, absolutely. So great question. I mean, many people who um, are triggered are often they haven't had an experience, we can either brush it off or um, as a child, I used to think that um, I could see things, but other people weren't so I could feel things so I often had anxiety. Um, I picked up on energy as a child. And I now know it to be having empath tendencies, but being an unhealthy empath. So I pick up on the moods, I feel things I could um knew it knew what was going to happen have premonitions i would look at people and i could see energy around them which which was often worry now that i look back at on it being a psychic medium we have we all have the cap capacity to tune into this invisible world and read information through our body sensations which is an emotion and we can actually see things with our metaphysical sight which is energy around people Nobody taught you at me at that as a child, a, a lot like many other people out there who are having all these experiences and then brushing it away. But what really began to trigger me was growing up in an old farmhouse way out in the boonies, um, having having grown up in a large family and uh, my fa my parents divorce, there was alcoholism and things like that. They weren't getting along. So I often absorbed a lot of that energy so that I had a heightened sense of awareness, so that I was always going into, uh, you know, going out in strange environments, I always had a heightened sense of I trained myself to tune to tune up 
that kind of spidey sense without recognizing it. So I was always a, the sensitive one. I was always told, oh, she's too quiet. She's too shy. I was always constantly protecting myself because I could feel things. So a lot of paranormal activity um, into my early teens. So that, that was happening, Trevor, not knowing how to, we not knowing how to understand it. I was one of those like very shy, kind of sad, depressed, didn't fit in kind of child <laughs> because I didn't know how to manage with this energy that people kept saying it was in my head, right? And then all these paranormal activities started happen where my energy, and I, you know, I had friends, I was, uh, you know, living somewhat a normal life, very shy though. Um, we didn't have, this is at the farmhouse. Uh, I was about 15 years old, I'll never forget. One of the most horrific things that happened was, um, I noticed that when I was home alone a lot, it was when my heightened sense of awareness would go up. And I would hear a lot of like walking around the house, but I couldn't see anyone, things like that. That became my norm. You know, pop cans would open, cupboards would open, piano would kind of go to 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 like you would hear all these, you know, lights would buzz. That stuff was normal for me. But the paranormal activity, the stuff that really I could remember most that really stuck in my mind and sent me on a path of a quest to explore what this is all about was when the furniture and things started to move and that and I was sitting there very quiet day and um I had a lot of energy you know things were going on in my life and I was sitting on this this old chair in the corner and at that time this is aging me but we had eight tracks we had an amplifier full of eight tracks piled up in a pile my fa my father being a farmer was into country and western so yeah anyways we're sitting there and all of a sudden the house started to shake my body tuned into every cell in my body was vibrating and everything that i was thinking happened so the house started to shake the pain on the window the old window the, the you could, like they were warped when you look outside they were so old they could they were just like shaking and making a noise i thought it's march is there going to be we don't get earthquakes in Ontario in my area anyways that does not happen and it was March and all of a sudden the next thing I thought was all those eight tracks they I go wow are they moving and when I thought that they began to really move and some of them would kind of pop in and out and it didn't even make sense because it wasn't like the top one was kind of slipping off they were popping in and out as if some crazy strings were pushing them in and out. And then my next thought was, they're going to start whipping out at me. So no sooner did I have that thought, they started to shoot out at me one at a time. And it was like on each side. And it was just, I was paralyzed because, you know, being a teenager and everything I'm thinking is happening. I realized through mentorship, through people who I asked about paranormal activity, they say it's a co-creation. They say that because I'd always picked up on spirit and deceased loved ones, I was always, whenever anybody would visit or I would see somebody, I would get information through spirit. So I, I just wasn't able to articulate it with my level of maturity. So as I developed it, I realized I was co-creating this energy with spirit. And paranormal activity could be pretty freaky if they're trying to communicate with you.
because we're at, so it's so much information in the time that we have but that was that led me down i thought am i able to move things so i would spend like hours throughout my whole like all these decades after that i would go can i move this drawer can i move this this can i disappear this cup so i went through this interesting quest to see well what are we capable of and um i didn't move anything i didn't disappear any cups but i certainly have learned to communicate with deceased loved ones in such a beautiful profound healing way and i've learned what energy is and how we could really transfer transfer it we can interact with it and we can use it for healing so so much has come out of those experiences yeah that's mm -hmm. one thing i was going to ask you just as you were describing that um yeah. do you think it was your own energy putting into it that was making those things move like were you using psychometry almost to touch those things and feel the energy off of them and making them do that or did you have a sense that it was kind of spirit helping you at that time so my intuition said that there was spirit there and supporting me yeah we're here and did those eight tracks hit me no they landed on each side of me not one hit me so when I look back at it, I wasn't there to be hurt. And the fact that I lived there for so long growing up and nothing ever happened but just activity means that I, they knew I had that connection. They knew I was more open and porous to it. So the ability to communicate, who knows, it could have been my ancestors. It could have been, mm -hmm. you know, with all that was going on in my family and the breakdown of the marriage. And as kids, we were very, we were going through hard times. We felt yeah. alone. We felt lost. Maybe it was just spirit saying, honey, you're not alone. You know, right? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I did never felt like I was afraid when it happened, when I look back. And now when I do mediumship and I feel those loving hands so palpably on me, I know it was a co-creation. Mm -hmm. I know that um, for me, it wasn't the type of paranormal activity where it was like unwanted. It was more of like boundaries needed to be had. I needed to be able to open up and communicate and have boundaries in place and, you know, open up when it was convenient for me. And so I had to learn all those boundaries as I went through my journey. Mm hmm. Because those experiences, you don't, you're not at the, just because you have the ability to tune in and, and sense and communicate doesn't mean that it's your job when, you know, 24 seven. And I had to learn that as I went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have to learn that. And a lot of people learn that through experiences is the best way yeah. to understand it. Um, what was one other next step that you took actually in your journey like did you have to sort of uh, practice on your own to learn how to control those types of things i had to go or? through life yeah being being a you know very insecure uh, empath being you know you know what is an unhealthy empath who's a people pleaser unhealthy relationship so i think that over the year i lost myself in in discovering who i was and i think that by the time i got into my through my 20s and started going into my 30s i finally began to really anchor myself in who i am and i believe the more that we're we are able to open up or recognize who we are we're less separated we're less you know codependent or interacting from a place of something outside of us we're more in internal connected. That's when things really began to open up and shift. I had more confidence in myself, which meant more self-love meant more self-deservedness of God's love. So I was able to open up and understand, you know, how to, you know, that I was, you don't have to be some special, important, anointed person to have spirit love 
to have the vo to have God's love. We're all a child of God. And I think that when I realized that I was more connected with spirit in a new way, I was able to open my heart and really begin to open up in a bigger way, which that's that was the catapult. Yeah. And from there, you went on to learning different techniques and Oh, I couldn't stop. Absolutely, yeah. Trevor, I took so many like I was already dabbling in meditation, where I began to hear this inner voice that um, that that was happening. So I trained in many different divine healing tools, such as tarot and angel cards. And I took every single every energy healing uh, modality that I could afford that was in like a, you know, 10 mile radius of driving to as long as I could drive there, I, I would take those courses and I just couldn't get enough of what is this energy because the more I was learning, what I was doing was I was having more experiences from within. So every time I met a new mentor, they would point out something new that I didn't see that perception before. So as I was opening up with these people, like-minded people in a new circle of belief systems, because it's really about, you know, hanging out with people now who are the believers that there is more that, than this physical, that you begin to open up your filter and seeing life in a new way. So I think that it was the environment, the people who I was now rubbing shoulders with, the like-minded people, my ability to really know who I was, my self-worth, and the tools were my practices in connecting every, it helped me to deepen my communication with divine to the point where I teach it. Like I help others to overcome their blocks, unveil their hidden paradigms of who they think they are. And it really has led me to develop the courses. I mean, when I was younger, I used to think these experiences were like, they're so, I went like, what is the meaning? Why? Yeah, I get the essence of people's personalities. Yeah, I could see color around them. But I used to say, but, but it's not useful. Like, how do I make this useful? And what I didn't realize was the communication piece to inquire and to really allow spirit to help us to understand a new language. And it's the language of the soul that we've learned, that we're, I'm, I've learned, and that I help others to understand. Because a lot of people will stop. They'll say, oh, I keep seeing, a, seeing butterflies or birds, or I keep seeing repetitive numbers, but they don't open up. They don't inquire and they don't, they don't ask those questions and really open up their heart and mind to get guidance. They, they look outside of themselves and say, what do you think this means? Or they'll go to the internet or we are the direct source. We are the, the true filter to divine. So I help people to do that now. Yeah. Right. And what else have you been helping people with throughout the last year or so when it's been harder to connect with people, uh, obviously? Um, have you had a lot of people come to you asking you things like, well, I'm having all the experiences at my home now yes. or outside of your home and you don't know what to do with them. Have you had a lot of that kind of thing come to you last little while? I've had absolutely, I think about 50% of the people who connect with me are, I'm having these experiences. They're often, because I grew up being an insecure, um, didn't know who I was. I was an empath, an unhealthy empath. I find that I meet a lot of um, amazing women who have such healing light in them, but they dim their light so that they could, you know, survive in their relationships or their jobs. And they're just not in. So what I help them to do is through my intuition, I'm a master at unveiling the function of the ego because of the fact now that I've made use of why am I seeing shades or color? I understand there is a in there's a wisdom beyond what I see color is meaning color is angels that come as angels and guides and meaning and messages. 
So now I help people to unveil that through supporting them. This year has been amazing because the last year and a half, I've been doing online courses like never before, because now I have the ability to reach more people beyond my community. I'm not just hosting live events. Um, at certain places, I'm able to reach more people. So I've increased the ability to uh, really build the content because I'm now working more and more with people who have been helping me because teaching is really mutually beneficial. And I'm learning to how to deliver my teachings in a bigger way because of that surge of online stuff. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole last year and a half or so has been a blessing in disguise to a lot of people because it's opened up a whole new way of doing things, not just yeah. for the time frame of where we were over the last year or so, but I think it's going to carry on into the future more too of reaching more people and connecting with more people like we do here at Haunting Live each and every week. So, um, yeah. so from there, um, what other types of services do you provide for people? I know I saw something on your website about hypnotism, which is really interesting. How does hypnotism work for you and what do you use it for? So, so many things, but what just came to me now was to open up people to really unveil the old limited paradigms from their unconscious mind, the conditioned mindset. Because a lot of the times when I'm helping people to open up to really connect with their inner divinity, there's a lot of distortion. And what we do is we help to bring in new behaviors and experiences in the moment because through hypnosis, it's your body and does not know the difference between past, present, and future. So we're able to really speak to that that inner, that old paradigm, that that inner child, that unhealed wound, so that we could begin to build up and really claim who we are, the truth. And as we do so in those guided meditations or with hypnosis, it really does help to open up to a new paradigm, which is transformational, because then people start to create new reactions, new paradigms, new neural linguistic, new neurological programming, where they can now recall the script that we use that's unique to them in their, their hypnosis sessions are able to see things in a different way, their behaviors change, because they've already had that internal experience during the session. So they're able to have that consciousness now in their real life. So whatever you're working on, it could be worthiness. It could be on really stepping out and, you know, also letting go of addictions and patterns such as drinking, smoking, eating, things like that, just as profoundly. But mostly the guided meditations and the journey that I take people on is to help unveil their fear and doubts and their insecurities. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good word, their insecurities and yeah. um, self-doubt, because that's a lot to do with intuition and connecting to your higher self and connecting to spirit. Even spirit doesn't want any self-doubt when you're trying to connect with them. Um, you have yeah, to have that's a clear a path to them, right? So. I love that because that's one of the biggest part of my programs. It's to to really trust and have an increased sense of intuitiveness, but confidence within yourself. What's a yes and no? So like I have a whole seven step process that is a part of my signs and synchronicities. It's one of the, it's like the beginner step to opening up to psychic mediumship is understand the external signs, but how to interpret, interpret them and understand them through the internal. So everything, like, like you said, like how, how is it that we can know the difference between the voice of the ego and this still soft voice of the divine is we have to be willing to listen to that in 
that still soft voice and not keep letting the ego override it, which is a pattern and a knee jerk reaction. So it's becoming more conscious through practice. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And is that something you find you're helping more people out with these days is trying to find That's the foundation of my course. Or... Absolutely. That's what I work on. I think that in taking my courses, I could, I could show you, I could explain to you all the different techniques on, you know, how to experience divine, but there's a deeper core essence of who you are that I help to really calibrate and say, well, through this door, this is your unique block. This is what your belief is. This is what you're working on. And so it could be different first for someone. It could just be the sense of stop validating things with what you expect to see in your thinking mind, which is the old ego pulling the cart. It's how we think and analyze everything. But what does your heart say? For another, it could be that they aren't recognizing that they get these sensations in their body because they're not used to feeling into themselves. They've muted, they're used to muting their emotions and they're not, they don't know how to articulate what their feelings are. So it's helping to really go through. So I just don't teach tips, techniques, I like to teach you how to navigate like your inner compass on becoming conscious of your inner state, your emotions, your patterns, your thoughts, your thinking. And from there, that's how we begin to communicate with ourselves. We, that's the more to degree that we know how to communicate with our inner being, it opens a door to being a pure channel with divine. Mm -hmm. So all of it's connected in some way. You're connected by your own intuition, your own abilities, and how to connect with the higher level of spirit really so you got to know yourself basically before you know spirit yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. really amazing i find it so interesting how everything kind of intertwines together and uh, how your own self works with spirit because spirit always tries to connect with you but a lot of people just don't understand sometimes what spirit's trying to say right so yeah and a lot of the people think that it's uh oh no there's something evil and yeah, yeah i'm not saying that there isn't um, unwanted energies that they there could be out there and of course um, there are you know masters that work warriors of light that work with that and you know blessings to them um, i work with educating people on how to really set their intention and boundaries and how to really understand how to navigate from a place of um, fearlessness and come from a place of consciousness versus illusions. Because if we buy into something having power over us, if we buy into things that are perceived to be scary and we don't have control and we're going to be possessed and we're going to be taken on, then I support people on educating on them, their boundaries, their inner light, their their power from within. Because when we learn how to really wield that from within, then we understand that fear is just an illusion and as long as we don't buy into it that we can't attract it or it, we can't we can't plan it so that's the level that i support people on mm -hmm. boundaries yeah which is really great because each of us in our own way whether we're a medium or not we have abilities to connect to spirit and a lot of us might like you just said not understand what's happening or they might not understand um, the energy that's coming to them or something or what it means like you said that they might think it's negative or something or they might not understand just by what they've been taught right that's one thing we try to do here at haunting life as well is teach people the difference between real paranormal experiences and what you see on tv or movies right it's totally different so yeah uh, when i saw those eight tracks being thrown out at me mm -hmm. what i do as soon as i got my wits about me i ran mm -hmm. you know five kilometers to my closest neighbor and use their phone <laughs> 
So yeah, that's my first reaction. But when you look back, um, I like what you're saying. It's a lot of it is uh, we, because of fear, we tend to see it as a mountain and power over us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. And I think um, a lot of people these days are also starting to become awake to that kind of thing. I think it's shifting to the more positive side. I think people are more opening their eyes and seeing what is really there compared to the past. Like I know in the past, people thought everything paranormal was scary, like don't touch it kind of thing. But nowadays, people are having experiences, they're wanting to dive more into it. And that's where people like you come in is helping people figure that kind of stuff out. Yeah, I noticed a lot of people actually being at home more and mm -hmm. they're not so much in their busy mind where they're getting up in their activity task oriented, which is their intellect and they close off this, the metaphysical senses. Now they're becoming, not saying that we aren't living in places of uncertainty, but they have this, this, this more ability to kind of tune into their environment. They're not like rushing to work and things like that. So as much, um, and a lot of my clients are like, they're, they're working from home and they tend to be more conscious now. They're sensing the things and they're having these experiences. And a lot of them are coming to me and they're saying like, how do I, how do I communicate? How do I know who it is? Like they're asking for these really cool questions that that's what I began to, to have that understanding, needing that desire to go like, I feel, I think it's my uncle. I think it's my grandmother. I think it's, you know, you know, how do I know it's them? And, and is it safe? And right. Show me how to safely. They want to, there's so many people that come to me that I used to start off with the basics, but they're already tuned in and they're, they're already very clairsentient. Like they just feel things. <laughs> and some people, yeah, they get dreams so vividly or they, yeah, they just want to know what it means and how, ca how can they use it in their life. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. the way I think things are moving nowadays as people are being more open, but also wanting to learn as well as opposed to blocking things out. I think they're wanting to learn that, how to connect and how to experience those things. So what have you been kind of doing over the past little while with your clients? Has there anything special that you've been working on that you want to sort of talk about before we leave you today? Yeah, well, I began, I began just doing one on one sessions years ago and teaching divine tools. And I used to get together just, you know, weekly, bi weekly, just to support people on how to open up to the divine. Now I've brought it into courses and eight week journeys. And I've got not only have I been able to create um, angel communications, archangels, like I call it divine guidance and healing uh, certificate program. It's an, it's a four, sorry, it's an eight week, two month program. And it's a lot of time to spend together so that we could go in and unveil the, the hidden blocks and the limitations up level your sense of like, I got this and trust and discernment and deservedness and then the skill building. But then after that program, I also have created the, it's called the soul connection journey because often people don't realize that you learn the tools and your skills, but it's not the end, it's the beginning. And now how do you get out there and to create that um, essence of, you know, I just bring them through a whole new program and to the point where I help them with a spiritual teachers. It's a spirituals uh, coaching program. I help them to become spiritual coaches. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. right now I'm doing signs and synchronicities, which is a, a awesome place for people who are interested in opening up, who really have that interest in, um, they have these experiences in their life and they're like, what does these things mean? And how do I, how do I open up and communicate with that language of my soul? So this, these are the courses. It's my very first, it's a free webinar on G July 15th and it's, um, signs and synchronicities. It's intuitive discernment and how to really unveil your blocks and fears and how to really increase your intuition with confidence for clarity in your life. You don't have to take this course and this free webinars for your everyday life. <laughs> it's not going out there and taking, um, you know, cert certified mediumship. It's the beginner course to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of what everybody needs is something for everyday life to help them out, right? So that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, do you have a website too? That are you on social media? Do you want to talk about your presence on your website and what you have on there? Yeah, my website has all my workshops and my services. Uh, KirstenHodgins.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. I'm just starting to use Facebook this March. Loving it, loving Facebook, and I'm also just as of last week on LinkedIn. <laughs> Strange, but I, I'm enjoying the presence there as well. Well, welcome yeah. to Facebook. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, just like yeah, any other Facebook social media, it has its ups and downs, but it's uh, been pretty good for us here at Haunting Life. As you know, we yeah. do our live stream right here on Facebook every week. So uh, thank you so much for being here with us this week and taking your time uh, to talk about uh, what you do through mediumship. Oh, you're welcome, Trevor. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much and uh, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, you're welcome back anytime, of course. So uh, thanks, thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Take care. There we go. And that was Christian Hodgins, a psychic medium. And she was talking to us today about a bunch of different things about what she does as a psychic medium through her journey, uh, as well as hypnotherapy she does. And she does a bunch of teaching as well. So it's really great that people are getting out there and wanting to teach that kind of stuff and um, allow their people to learn what they know kind of thing and help people through different areas of their life. So I think that's wonderful what she does. Uh, thank her again so much for being on episode number 29 of season two already guys uh it's been a wonderful ride here at haunting light podcast and don't worry we have lots more coming up for you guys right here each and every week uh we have bookings right through till october right now so we are wonderfully full up until the fall right now so looking forward to having everybody on each and every week every sunday around four o'clock is when we go live uh, you may have noticed we changed things around a little bit here on the screen. I hope you like the new layout a little bit. So um, check that out. Leave a comment if you like it. And um, help support us as well by sharing our work. That really goes a long way in getting more people coming in and interested in Haunting Live Podcast. We have a lot of different interesting guests on each and every week on different topics, not just mediumship. Mediumship is our main topic that we do talk about, but we have everything in the paranormal field related to investigating um, different things as well. So uh, feel free to come in each and every week. We always try to have different and interesting guests on for you guys here on Haunting Life Podcast. Don't forget also, Chris here at Haunting Life, he has his weekly readings from the angels. He does angels readings, and those are Wednesdays and Saturdays. 
Um, I think he's doing them on YouTube now, so you can go to his personal YouTube page for Divine Angel Readings and uh, find that through our website under hauntedlifepodcast.com. You can check out under the podcast tab at that and find Divine Angels and see what he has on his brand new page on our website. As well, don't forget guys, uh, Ghost of the Queens, uh, our first uh, sort of post-pandemic public event is coming up. Halloween weekend this year, 2021, it's going to be at Stratford. Uh, it's going to be at the Queen's Inn Hotel, as usual, for our events. And um, it's our first event coming up, so we're very excited about it. And we have a lot of lineups for it. Go check that out as well under the Events tab on our website, which is hauntingnightpodcast.com. You can check it out there and get tickets directly there for the event. Um, other than that, guys, we have updated our merch as well. We got some brand new items on our spiritual merch page on our website, which is the merch tab on the website. Uh, we added some new smudging materials and some different crystal items on there, so go check it out. We also now have stands for crystals, which you can display your crystals. Um, really interesting stuff we just added to our merch page for you guys, so go check that out as well. Other than that, that's about it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and big thank you again to Christian Hodgins for being our guest this week, and um, look forward to seeing you guys right back here next week for Haunting Live Podcast. Take care, guys.